Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. actually have you on mute shit so to begin the show what's up ladies and gentlemen it's one of the only good o'brien rows i hope i didn't mute myself entirely welcome to the show my co-host pizza says how you doing buddy i am in what's up buddy i am good pizza simpson in the house uh, yeah well i uh i don't know if i have my mute myself on mute the entire time so i guess i'll just backtrack this a little bit What's up to all the fans that have been sending us messages on Instagram? It's Russell underscore radio. For those of you who have any questions about the new co-host, again, it's Russell underscore radio for Instagram. For Twitter, it's at Brian Rails on Twitter. And you can follow me at Instagram at Pizza Simpson. That's capital P, the Simpson. And be sure to check him out, dude. He's our new co-host. So if you have any questions, comments, concerns, throw them his way. I'm pretty sure he will take time out of his day when he has time to answer any of the questions, comments, or concerns that you have uh, regarding, you know, him being co-host, what he likes to do in his spare time. But I'm getting off track here. So let's get back on track. So we opened the night talking about... WrestleMania 37's Backlash. I know it wasn't the title of it, it's just Backlash 2021. But I started off, you know, discussing the Sheamus-Ricochet match, how it wasn't it wasn't that terrible, but it should have, if every title match was going to be their apparent on that pay-per-view, they should have had Sheamus defend the United States Championship in a, you know, open challenge for the United States Championship. But, you know, I, I digress. So, from that match, dude, I want to get your take personally. Um, since we've discussed beforehand this show, what, you know, how Backlash had all of us disengaged entirely. Because the pay-per-view wasn't, yeah. bad, wasn't good. It, it, you, know. you know, I really just feel like this was kind of thrown together. And I, as much as 
Um, I didn't actually see that match. I um, just watched the actual pay-per-view. I really didn't need to see it to know what was going to happen. You know, Sheamus was going to, you know, do the, um, you know, beat him on his chest a little bit, stretch his face around. Ricochet was going to get his normal stuff in, and it was was most likely going to end with a broke kick. And at this point, I I think that maybe you should just – let Ricochet go so he can do something else because even though I'm not a big fan of flips and all that stuff, there there is a big audience for it, and he is being just kind of held back, I feel. I – and speaking of held back, I think it's – wow. I uh, just caught wind, and my friend of mine and I was watching SmackDown Live tonight, and we saw that Aleister Black has returned, and I'm wondering – I am just curious because a lot of fans were complaining, you know, Velveteen, speaking of, speaking of news in WWE, the Velveteen Dream got released, and I can explain just a tad bit why. We're not going to get totally off track here, folks, but I promise you we will get back to discussing WrestleMania 37's backlash of 2021, but it said today that Velveteen Dream has been released. We wish him the best of luck in his future endeavors, yada, yada, blah, blah. Velveteen Dream, folks, outside the ring, um, you know, nice dude and all. I've met him once, twice before. He got into some trouble with a rental car, smashed the windows out with a rock, okay? And then I don't know what else. He'd been accused of sending dick pics on through his cell phone to minors, okay? And then he got cleared of that, so... There's way too much shit because now there's more accusations concerning Velveteen Dream. So whoever picks him up, you know, he's not a bad talent. That's going to be a talent that's sorely missed in the black from the black and gold brand because without him, that's a huge, and I mean huge, centerpiece of NXT. So that's big news right there concerning the fact you know, that he's just going <laughs> You know, um, after reading that, like, he was, he was like, getting geared up to be more of, like, a coach, and people were not really comfortable with him coaching, he had to go, and I don't think he's going to get picked up, at least for a while, because that's, if people, if, if people are uncomfortable being around you, that really just upsets the locker room, and frankly, I don't think he was that big of a loss he was on the rise and sure he had a he had a uh eccentric prince-like gimmick was which is pretty fun which was pretty fun for the time but i don't think him i don't think nxt cutting him is really going to do anything for them it's not it's not a loss they'll be okay I, like I said, my co-host and I have contrasting opinion. I think Velveteen Dream was a center, like he was a centerpiece because, you know, when they had guys to compliment him, I'm not saying he's a total main event, but when they had him and Aleister Black, when they had him and Tommaso Ciampa, like that, like, elevated his career. I believe they elevated him. I don't know if he elevated them, but I feel like, Velveteen Dream's loss. We're just going to cut this one short. Uh, not the episode, but the special <laughs> dream. He's just basically a compliment to like how you know Randy Savage was a compliment to Hogan, and it's sad. But if Dream would have just 
stayed out of the fucking trouble because he was such a fucking good wrestler and he had the eccentric prince gimmick and he was just like all out there but the fucking the problem is when you get into so much trouble outside of the ring and this can hinder you ladies and gentlemen who want to become professional wrestlers who want to get involved in the business my advice is just serve the business as best you can be be a servant treat it like you know it's your business that you want to actually attend and go to every day. So moving on, uh, the next match, which, okay, the next match on this card on back to Backlash uh, 2021. So, okay, the next match after Sheamus and Ricochet, which kind of just bores me to fucking tears. This whole pay-per-view was kind of a upsy-down, topsy-turvy type. Raw Women's Championship, yeah, I, Ripley. I agree. Yeah, the Rhea Ripley, Oscar, Charlotte. Um, I, in real time, folks, I was in between drawing, I was doodling and, and watching this match at the same time. It's not that I was disenchanted with this match. I actually thought that Rhea Ripley gave it a good pace. Charlotte Flair's phenomenal when it comes to you know, working with others because she absolutely, you know, puts on the persona that, yeah, I'm better than you bitches. What are you going to do? Oscar, um, I'm disappointed because why is she being, why all of a sudden now has she become Rhea Ripley's bitch? When all of a sudden, man, from NXT, a 315 victory, she becomes the match bitch for every tall, blonde, you know, eccentric gimmick, you know, like Charlotte Flair, and oh, I don't know, Rhea Ripley or Carmella. That's just my question about <laughs> this whole thing. I don't, I don't mind, but I think Asuka, she really doesn't need the strap, but at the same time, you're making, her look, you're making her look weak by the way that she's getting treated in the match, and I feel so bad for her. You know, I feel that, like, Asuka has been booked so strong for such a long time. A couple of losses isn't going to hurt her because if, because if she doesn't need the title, then where do you go next with her? I mean, um, I, my 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 thing with that match was I really don't think that they should have shoehorned Charlotte into it right away. I feel that with it being backlash, it should have just been Asuka getting her rematch and it just being a one-on-one. So she she being Rhea could just be moved on to Charlotte Flair because I do agree, even though I feel that she's kind of overused. I still think that she is a big match wrestler and she brings women to the next level. So as much as I want to dislike her, I can't help but to respect her. But that match, I just really felt like it just was kind of just there. They just did moves to each other. Nothing really, nothing really to write home about. There's, there's like, like I said, like Adam and I, we both discussed this before we went on air tonight, and I told him, I said, I, I you know, might as well have called this pay per view, Clash of Champions, Night of Champions, doesn't matter. Add champions in this mat, or in this monarch, or in the under the fucking marquee, simply because every match, minus the exception of the kickoff show was a title match. And moving forward, after this match, uh, you had <laughs> this match. Oh, goodness. Um, it was a tag team championship match. And 
It was Rey Mysterio and Dominic, so father and son, versus Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler, the equivalent of the modern-day Mr. Perfect and um, Rick Roode. Two different, you know, time periods and two different time frames, obviously, uh, versus father and son. And a lot of people I've spoken to, some friends of mine, all right, they feel that Dominic Mysterio didn't even have to put in the fucking time to go through NXT to go through, you know, the the ladder, the, the rungs on the ladder that everyone else had to go through because of his dad. And that's fine. He goes, Dominic is a natural in the ring. I'll give him that. And this match, it was a good taste. I felt, but it, like I said, I was so distracted. Folks, I could not focus my attention on the pay-per-view to save my life. Like, I, I heard it, and I was in the room. That's not your fault. Could, yeah, I, I mentally could not get behind what WWE was trying to give us as an audience, and they want to go do a 25-city tour, by the way, and I'll discuss that later, uh, <laughs> with this shit that they put on. The, I think, okay, it was inevitable that Ray and Dominic were going to be the first-ever father-son tag team champions in wrestling history, but you know what? It feels so fucking jaded. I sorry, Ray. I sorry, Dominic. I like you both, um, but I feel from a personal perspective that that's bullshit. They didn't even, okay, enough to say they didn't earn it, so why should we be upset? But what the fuck, dude? So we're just going to be subjected as an audience to to be seeing that Rey Mysterio and Dominic win titles. Congratulations, you know. You won the tag team titles. Now what are you going to do? Defend them and, and retain them up until SummerSlam? Give me a break, dude. I I I would bet the belts don't even stay on them that long. I would say they probably lose it to back to Ziggler and Rude, probably in a couple uh, in a couple SmackDowns. I see. I you know I found the match to be really cliche and just the way they took you know Dominic out so he can make the big heroes come back. I just really seen it a thousand times and I really didn't. I don't know. It, it really didn't do much for me. So, and like l- like you, I wasn't that engaged. And um, I think maybe that that could have been just saved for save it for SummerSlam. Cause yeah, it's great that they're father and son tag team, and they won the belts and whatnot. But I don't know. It really did nothing at WrestleMania Backlash. <laughs> To me, I think it was like you said. I think they just slopped this card together and was like, "Okay, who's shooting with whom? Let's put it, you know, let's put it on a, let's cut out magazine letters or whatever." No, they don't do that. But like, how they book the card, man. And I, you know, not to give away the secrets, but you know, creative probably sat down at a fucking talent meeting and said, "Okay, what are we going to do for backlash?" Hello, you could have easily had rematches from WrestleMania 37, and that would have been a lot more fucking entertaining. Than the shit we saw on TV, where they were like, "What? What? Okay, so the theme of backlash usually because the pre-show, uh, guys. Okay, moving forward, before I get too dejected about this whole bullshit pay-per-view, Damian Priest versus the Miz lumberjack match, the zombies, <laughs> the zombies. I I don't know whether that was the only thing, like Adam, uh. That got my attention, and people were bitching and moaning about it. You know what? Bray Wyatt tweeted and said, do you miss me? 
He's got a fucking point. It made me it cracked up laughing just reading. He was like, "Do you miss me, fuckers?" He didn't say fuckers, but I was like, "Might as well." You know, I think I'm the only person in the world who wasn't offended by the zombies, and I'm not surprised by WWE having zombies, especially if they're using it to sell, you know, that that um, that that um, Batista zombie movie. Um, I don't know. We saw the fiend get you know set on fire, and he came back to life from a giant. Come a giant jack um, um, <laughs> so it's not that serious, you know i <laughs> it's true though, because look, when you put two and two together and you're just like, mm, this night might as well be shot just looking at the cards, looking at the results, it's just I don't care anymore, I've been a fan for X amount of years and I just want to point out that nothing WWE does now in current day surprises me or if it does then I might have to take some as uh, Jim Cornette said at the Hall of Fame well the young guys on Vicodin and you know this guy is on Xanax I see I might have to take some Vicodin or something if they fucking ever go with a surprise like tonight because I was like wow haven't seen Aleister Black in months. I mean, my God, dude. Like, I understand he's, you know, been taking care of stuff from a mental standpoint, getting ready. You know, a lot of the superstars may or may not have had COVID, but dear Lord, I started thinking to myself when I watched Backlash, what have I gotten myself into? Because I'm pretty sure that after that, uh, pay-per-view some people were just like okay well I don't know maybe I should cancel my subscription to Peacock maybe I should you know go on record as saying I won't be a fan of WWE I don't know it's just oh shut up Whenever, when anyone says that they're going to cancel their Peacock or cancel this or they hate WWE and yada 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 shut up you're still going to watch <laughs> Give me a break. Like I just don't I don't believe it. You you're not gonna watch wrestling for ten, fifteen, twenty years and then just all of a sudden wake up and then just stop. You're in. You're hooked. Well shut uh, up. No. No, not not me. I'm talking about some of the fans that Oh, I'm not talking about you. I'm just saying in general, like you're in. You know, it's got its hooks in you. <laughs> well, like here's the thing, man. Aside from, okay, so let's see here. The match, okay. Bianca Belair versus Bailey. Uh, um, again, it wasn't a terrible match. It's just I had a really hard time focusing from the crap from earlier, like the zombies and stuff. It was just like, you know, who won the match? It was like, obviously, Damian Priest. So the CBSSports.com just gave it a uh, F minus. I'm like, well, the zombies should have at least garnered a C because. That was the most interesting <laughs> shit that I had ever seen, dude. Uh, you know, a bunch of people. Let's uh, let's not like blaze over this. Freaking uh, Miz blew out his ACL during that match and finished. That's something. That's like nothing to just like sneeze at. Good for him, you know, toughing that out like that. 
I think the Miz has always been that performer that has always wowed the boss because he always gives it. Whether you know you give him as a babyface, it doesn't really matter. I don't care. I don't care about labels in wrestling. As a former worker, I really I tell people I'm like. I don't care about labels. I don't care. But as long as you perform for the audience, cool, because that's our job. That's what fucking matters. And I think that those two tried to put together, you know, a match, but they're just like, fuck, you know, and you said, you know, he got hurt. So there's really, it's hard to continue a match when you're hurt because then it makes it 10 times harder from the spots and the bumps and the stuff that you had planned in the back. Um, I think that, it definitely is going to curve things a little bit from the story between him and Damian Priest. It's not a bad feud. It just needs some fuel, man. Because if Damian Priest was basically, you got to hear this. So for those who read Dirt Sheets, for those who don't, I kind of knew this from the get-go. Okay. Damian Priest, Monster Factory grad, got to throw that out there. Got to represent. Okay. Damian Priest was told that, you know, if you don't handle Bad Bunny correctly, your job, your ass is on the line, your ass is out of here. So what would you do, folks, if you had to be a handler, essentially for a dude who sucks balls wrestling? No offense. I'm just going to be dead honest with you. That skinny little fuck cannot work to save his life. But he did, you know, garner ratings, gave people merchandise sales, but that's all the company fucking cares about. You put asses in seats, you, you get merchandise sales, you pretty much on the top of the list. Moving forward, the SmackDown Live Women's Championship, Bianca Belair versus Bailey. I like the fact that Bailey is amping it up as a heel because as a baby face, she's like a duck out of water. She can waddle and walk, but, you know, like how the fuck is she going to spread her wings and be able to fly? That was just a trap for her. She came out from NXT. She never, you know, transitioned her character at all as a heel. So it was much easier, you know, for Sasha Banks, but they're like, well, why didn't Sasha be in the match? Because they can't have two triple threats. I mean, that would make Michael Hayes. There is two triple threats. Well, I know there was two triple threats. What I mean is the women. They couldn't have two women's okay. matches, you know, in the similar card sense. So, like, Bianca Belair, I don't know why, but I like her no matter what because, you know, even if she is a mediocre performer, some of y'all who trip in by saying that, let me just tell you, this match – Again, like I said, it was hard to garner my attention towards the TV because this match was just so – until Bailey like, pulled the hair, raked the eyes, did something dirty in the match. She finally you know, raked the eyes the uh, tail end. That's fine. And I don't care what the fuck those two did because it was a good match. It told the story. Um, I'm glad Bailey lost because she's not one of my favorites, but I'm proud of her for um, – Amping up her heel because it was kind of boring just hearing ding dong, even though she said it was over. Like, what? I I sometimes don't get how some people think that certain things are over, but I digress. She lost the match, folks. So, and they gave it a B. I'm not disagreeing with that. Now, Lashley versus Strowman versus uh, McIntyre. That's the men's triple threat for the. Universal Championship? No, Raw title. The WWE Raw World Heavyweight yeah. Championship. Um, I like MVP because without I MVP, Lashley, like uh, I, I feel like he adds an element to the match. 
Because if you don't have MVP, then you just straight up having Lashley wrestle as a muscle dude with no no vo- uh, mouthpiece, no vocal point. So, yeah, I think uh, MVP really elevates um, Lashley's character. I really think he really, really, really just really just contributes to that presentation. And I, with Lashley being really just really weak at at promos, her that perfect mouthpiece and. He really just adds a layer of coolness to to Lashley's whole presentation. I feel I really enjoy I really enjoy Lashley as a WWE champion right now. I disagree with that point because to me he's not drawing anything, and this is why the ratings are flunking on Raw. Um, I don't think he's a bad champion, but I think it's time to let's see who else we have as names out of the hat. I mean, why not throw Bray Wyatt in there? I really at this mm-hmm. point, Bray Wyatt is a wild card man. He is the he's like the wild card in the ALCS. He's like the wild. It's card not necessarily, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna say that uh, Bray Wyatt wouldn't be a good WWE champion because I really do feel that he would because I I've always been a fan of Bray Wyatt and his his evolution of his character. I feel with Lashley, it's hard to just blame. Raw slumping ratings on him when the the entire presentation, the, the whole product, is losing fans. And just to say Lashley is the reason that really just kind of puts too much weight on his shoulders when the whole thing is just not where it should be. <laughs> there's there's some nights, dude, when you when we all watch the show, um, and just look. How you know it's like one night it was literally past the microphone night, and I called my trainer and said, "Dude, what the hell is going on with this shit? Why do they have so many goddamn promos?" And it's not just the promos; the matches are complete shit. Let's go, you know, hurry up this match so this this person can talk for their segment. Like, come the fuck on, dude! Like when Seth Rollins was it's there, three hours of TV they gotta fill. Well, I know they got three hours they got to fill, but they can easily – there are ways, dude, that can be debated on how you can fill three hours of programming. But then again, it goes back to the debate of, well, if we go to two hours, we're going to lose more viewers. It's like it's never-ending lose-lose situation. How do you fill three hours? I can answer that question instead of having – because they tried you know, having just straight-up matches. Why don't you – AEW, you know, I'm going to add them into the mix after we get done with this uh, backlash review, but Lashley ends up coming out of nowhere, and this is what bothers me about this match. So you're going to have McIntyre and Strowman bullshit and waste time, and you know it's an obvious because Lashley is going to come out of nowhere, and as Michael Cole's favorite fucking phrase on the commentary team, out of nowhere! You know what I mean? Just like Big Joseph, like he's fucking goddamn toe. Ooh! He sucks. I think those He sucks. Him versus Mauro Ranello, can we please make that a match? Just saying. <laughs> um, um, so moving forward, the Universal Championship, Roman Reigns versus Cesaro. Um, they gave this match an A+. Why? I... I I love CBSSports.com when they they give grades I don't agree with. It's not just about me, but fans. I like Roman Reigns. 
as a heel. I don't care that he won, you know, the match, but I do care the simple fact that you basically gave the fans what we wanted, like three, yeah, two, three years too late because when (laughs) Sara was coming from NXT, it's just like, okay, now's the time. He's great. You know, can he's draw strength. He's the Swiss Superman. He's a, with Cyborg. There's a lot of fucking monikers and nicknames that Cesaro has gained over the years. So my biggest beef with WWE right now is like, okay, I don't mind the result of Roman winning the match. Okay, I'm cool with that. What I don't like is you're now shoving it in fans' faces and think that we don't, some of us don't get it. And not just the fucking casuals, dude. Like, not just the smarts or the marks or whatever. But this match to me... Okay, yes, it told a story, but again, I had a hard time fucking focusing when all this fucking shit just comes clamoring at you at the main event for, you know, with Roman, you know, and Cesaro, and Cesaro's clearly the better fucking worker, and you don't even give him a fucking shining chance because the babyface is supposed to make the heel look good. No, the heel is supposed to be the one calling, and Roman can call a match. I what I am getting at is I felt that if you were to give us some bit of a twist like you did with Natty and Tamina, you know, with the women's tag team championships and those two are very deserving of it. I felt like if the WWE is to clearly have one twist that could have actually changed just this engine, even if Cesaro was champion for two weeks, you know how happy that would have made a shit ton of fans? God, dude. Yeah. Like, <laughs> It would have made that my, last whole, my whole thing with that match was the uh, after the match beatdown. I felt like, wh- like, what purpose is that going to serve? Like, what what's going to come here? So I like, felt like Cesaro get, finally gets his. He finally gets one world title match. He loses. Then he gets beat down by Seth. So he's just going to be transitioned to, to a feud with Seth now. Moving on, one and he, done. Well, here's my thing. It's Vince's way. It's not Vince's way because you don't want to pin the blame on the you know head honcho because God forbid you know he can't take the blame nor he can you know he can take credit for everything that he didn't do. Oops, did I go there? Um, I can say it because I'm not an employee anymore, or you know. So here's my thing. If the fans want something, and then Lance Storm said it best on his podcast. If the fans of the WWE Universe wanted something and then, you know, they just did it as to say, here you go, fuck you, he's going to move on and we're going to find Kevin Owens again and we're going to use him as Roman's bitch. For that, I I say nicely, you know, thank you for giving us what we wanted and only took you three goddamn years. Also, thank you for giving us what we wanted with Roman. It only took you two years. Hint, hint, wink, wink. As John Moxley said on another podcast, there is one problem with WWE, and it is three letters, VKM. That is a general fucking consensus for those of us who don't work for WWE anymore, but those of you who do work for WWE are probably laughing their asses off, even if you don't listen to our show, but... To end the whole spiel on Backlash, I think the matches that stood out to me from just just a personal thing, okay, 
Ricochet Sheamus, the whole zombie thing, you know, with Miz and Priest, even though they gave the match an F, I think it should have gotten a C. Um, Bianca Belair Bailey stood out to me a lot. Um, the triple threat match with Charlotte, Rhea, Ripley, and Asuka, meh. It stood out to me just a tidbit from a wrestling point of view, but from a fan's point of view, fuck no. Um, the entire pay-per-view, wow. Way to make like a D-minus. Because yeah, just flat. I, it was flat. It just came out fucking flat. And and what Jericho says, you know, with AEW is, you want your. It's like a rock show. You want your opening number to be amazing. You want it to be spot on. You don't want it to. Okay, here's our opening number from our record. By you know. We want to thank the record company and say it in a monotone fucking voice and make us look like complete dickbags and assholes. Well, you guys managed to do it again to the fans. Not just It's not just one match that WWE has done this, okay? They give us a show. Great. Okay, we appreciate you for that. We appreciate the entertainment uh, aspect of it. And people are, are saying, well, maybe you should be more positive. How the fuck can you be positive about a pay-per-view that literally – sat there and twiddled its thumbs and goes, here's your card, you know, by the way, only one championship set is changing hands, I don't give a fuck about who, you know, what titles change hands, I want to, I and others would like a fucking story that we can get behind, and one, don't kill off a goddamn good thing with The Fiend and Alexa Bliss, why did you do that, that was the one good thing that Raw had going for it, and you killed it. And now you're starting the whole thing with Alexa Bliss being psychotic and saying that Lily's going to be her partner. Can you say, Captain Obvious, that it might be Sasha Banks, that it might be someone maybe surprised? But color me surprised. Backlash, let's get it back on track here. To sum it all up, sucked, and I've said this phrase more, more and more and more, it sucked more than Jenna Jameson or Pamela Anderson on a fucking corn set. It really did. And I... I am not sorry for saying this. If I wanted to, I could have not watched the pay-per-view and still managed to rip it a new asshole. There. There's my miniature rant because I'm going to save you – know, I'm not going <laughs> to rant entirely during my normal section, but, like, dude, I – You know, I'm not – I'm not going to – I'm not going to dive deep into it because there's not much here for me to dive or talk about. I just really just think it just was just a show. It's kind of was just there. I think the I think my I think the best match for me was probably the uh world title match because that the I mean I'm sorry, the WWE title match because that was just one of those normal stage PG style WWE hardcore matches where they, you know, to do some do some table spots. They do, you know, maybe somebody might take a dive, couple chairs to the back, double team suplex, you know, just regular WWE hardcore. So I thought that was pretty good. I thought the I thought the Roman Reigns match was pretty good. I, I enjoy Roman's work as a heel. I think just his whole presentation and how he carries himself. He carries like he carries himself like a champion, and he's pushed so strong. But the 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 downside of that it almost makes like people look weak. Like who's gonna beat him? Are they gonna are they gonna bring Brock back and 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 uh, put the belt back on him? So it just 
the the uh, the SmackDown face good guy side don't look don't look that strong in my opinion. Okay, oh, I think you may have answered your own question. You want fans to really become disenchanted with WWE? Okay. Go ahead and put the title on a guy who had poor fucking attendance because of social anxiety and the fact that Lesnar says that you were disengaged. You know, it's not that he's disengaged. Look, you need a heel. Uh, Roman's a great fill-in for that. But you also realize, you know, at this pay-per-view, it set up for what? It literally told us nothing. So now it's back to the drawing board because you lost more. They lost more fans. If I look into statistics, the demographic from 18 to 49 dropped another three point, you know, some percent. I'm just going to say it, dude. Like, statistics don't lie, but it's sad when something I love is turning into one big question mark. Like, okay, why do I escape my own reality? You know, matches weren't all bad, but at the same time, it made you wonder, okay, so what was the purpose of Backlash? What were what were the builds that we as fans can build? You know, where were they? Because Bianca Belair versus Bailey, like I'm trying to figure this out. Like, all right, so some of the yeah, like some of the like the deal that you're hearing in the background is asking the same questions. Like, yes, we agree. Where were the builds for the next pay per view? Because obviously, when SummerSlam comes and in August, which is when normally it is, and they're having, I don't know why they're starting off in Texas. God forbid, you know. Because Texas is open. Oh, yeah, I forgot. There's like a 25-city tour, and about eight of those cities Mm -hmm. are all in Texas. And I started reading that, and I go, okay, well, you know, is Texas going to want to see what you just presented? I mean, sure, it's Texas. It's kind of like, you know, in the Midwest. It's uh, it wrestling in regions, dude. My uncle told me about this a long time ago. Depending on which region you go, it's all about how you pull the crowd. It's the same shit. It's just depending on you know if you gauge your crowd and know what they want to see, and you actually carry it out, and it's not so predictable. It's like okay, so cool. Um, you know, this pay per view didn't stir up any emotion, other than okay. Now we look at Roman and Lashley and the new champions, Ray and Dominic. So, to me, the program for SummerSlam is kind of being pre-built. But we didn't have any clear build from the women's matches. And why didn't Natty and Tamina defend if every other championship was on the line was my question. You know, it's like there's a lot of question marks regarding Backlash. So, I'm going to leave it as... You know, to end the backlash discussion, like, I think it wasn't all well put together, and I think that it left, it just literally left no fucking emotion for me whatsoever. Not emotion, but just like, yeah. hey, why, why invest my time in watching you guys? What do you think, the fa- how do you think the fans feel? If there was a live crowd at that event, they would be booing this shit out the building, and it annoys me. It annoys me. I don't agree with that. that. I don't agree with that. I think with people being being not able to go to live anything live for a year, I believe fans would have went nuts for that Bobby Lashley match. I think that if 
I think this. I think if 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 the pandemic didn't happen, I think people would be a lot more upset and would have like reacted negatively to this this flat show. But they have the benefit of not not having people not having people there for so long, and they're just going to be so thirsty for so thirsty for something something live i consider myself a smart fan i consider myself one of those one of those marks and if i was at if i was at that wwe show even though it was flat and i haven't seen anything in such a long time i would have been nuts i would have been yeah, going crazy but yeah that show's kind of that's that's so that's eh. Eh. it depends what region you are, my friend, because even so, like, they would say, well, what if it were in the East Coast? Oh, well, you know how? It's like, no, it's, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying, dude, like, on certain matches. But at the same token, it's just like, again, my head, I'm going, really? They don't even have a fucking audience, and they're pulling the same bullshit. And Vince claims that WrestleMania 37, when he walked out on the ramp, he goes, boy, we miss you. No, you missed our money is what you fucking missed. And two, like, I'm going to be straight up with you. If you think for one second that fans are not going to forget what he did to a lot of workers in the past, and basically because they didn't fit his mold. So now we've got Lashley, who is his business boner. Tall, muscular, can carry a championship, can't sing a tune on a promo, but needs somebody to talk for him. The only guy that I know of that could get away with talking the way I've talked about Vince, uh, Shawn Michaels. Because (laughs) Shawn, essentially back in the day as a champion, he would take, and I, I watched this on, you know, Dudes with Attitudes, the documentary, I suggest you watch it on the network, folks. He said, I'm surprised I still had a job because of the way I spoke. You know, I don't know very many people because I'm not fucking saying this shit and just throws the papers up in the air. Because for some weird reason, WWE shit is, you know, paragraphed and not all paragraphed, but it's written. It is written. I've been through rehearsals, dude, as an extra. I can tell you the promos are very well rehearsed. The shows that gets presented to you on TV that may take, oh, I don't know, three hours on Raw end up taking, you know, about the time of a five to six hour rehearsal because people go over their matches, you know, it's like on a larger scale. WWE is the real deal. But when it comes to, from a fan's perspective, what they did at Backlash, and I'll bring this home, it wasn't bad, it wasn't good, it just, it, it didn't, it was so much disconnect. That sums up the word for, like, the summary of Backlash. There was so much goddamn disconnect. Like, fans can say, I would go crazy if I was to watch the last. Yeah, because he went through the Tron. He went through the LED boards. That's something you don't see on Raw that often. I mean, you've seen it maybe once. I mean, he sent Ron Strowman through it. But... To see Lashley go through it and then still somehow miraculously carry his ass back to the ring and one, two, three, and we're getting sick of that shit. Let's be real. Yeah. You get thrown into an LED board, that's bullshit. How's he going to get up after 25, 27 minutes? And it's like, it's like playing a video game of 2K. So it's like, okay, so we just did some, did one of the bookers like say, 
hey, I have these matches on 2K. Do you think they'll be actually good for pay-per-view? Because that's how it fucking feels, man. <laughs> yeah. Like it did feel like a... That, that man did feel like a uh, video game street fight. Because <laughs> it's like, how can he be out for 26 and a half minutes, 27? And then... Proceed to go back to the ring and kick the ever living shit out of McIntyre and, you know, Strowman. It's like, and again, you know, I think there's a lot of things people should know about Strowman, too. There have been reports that he had been showing up late to when they had shows before COVID 19. Um, like I said, folks, if you, if you pay attention, like, and you do the correct things the company asks you to do and don't bad. I get in trouble. I would get in so much trouble for bad mouthing events right now, or you know, bad mouthing some of the shit that other higher ups have done to make fans go, "Well, we, they can bitch all they want, but we're, we're the ones, you know, giving them what they want." Really, you're giving us what we want. I'm not gonna go on a tyrannical rant like severely. I will get so into it. So we're gonna switch gears, folks, to AEW Dynamite. Um, yeah, I'm going to give you as much as I can Because Mike's time is running short Yep So Pizza Simpson you want to take this one? Um, let's get straight into it um, The the Matt Seidel Christian match was a Fine, fine, fine Match to start the show And I agree with you I feel like show should start With something hot And um, I enjoyed it I just really felt like we should maybe I don't know. I don't think that Matt Seidel should be used as in such a, like, an enhancement role. I feel that he has a little bit more. He's got a little bit, you know, more experience than that. And as much as much as, um, as, much as I like the match, I don't think he should have lost. Yeah, I agree. And, yeah, and then that brought out the Team Taz beatdown. I just, my whole thing with Team Taz is just like, shit or get off the pot. They it's keep, just there. Yeah, it's just there. I'm like, are we going to make anything go into fruition with Team Taz? Or is just going to, you know, as you said, this is going to shit or get off the pot. I completely agree. Because if you have a faction that doesn't go anywhere in wrestling, and it just sits there, and it just sits there, and sits there. It's like, okay, do we have another LWO, BWO? Like, the factions that were just more comical than they were actual factions, and kind of like the way in NXT, which I i don't know why they made it a comical relief group, but sure, why not? And uh, Christian versus uh, Matt Seidel, I think, like you said, you want to start with something hot, and then uh, the acclaimed seventy-two versus John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. I enjoyed wow. that. Yeah, that's what I said. I was like, "Wow!" You want to talk about high octane? AEW kind of has their moments where they have shit matches, and then they reel you back in. They're like, "Hey, well, you fuckers think we're done yet? No." I enjoyed <laughs> the acclaim. Those guys are really annoying, but really, really, really good tag, good, good old school heel tag work. I, I enjoyed that match. 
Me too. So then, uh, let's see here. Moxley and Kingston won via pinfall. Let's see. Alex Marvez approaches Jericho. Talking with Dean Malenko backstage. Oh, see? See? I'm going to say this nicely. AEW. Just going to point this serpent out. Speed things up, but they don't have former you're not going to be oversaturated with former WWE talent. There's a name that was once upon a time a part of WWE as an agent and also a part of creative. And I respect and love Dean. He's an awesome dude. So moving forward, uh, AEW World Women's Champion title eliminator match, Hiroshita versus Rebel with Britt Baker. Wow. I'm looking forward to that. I yeah, don't think they should just pull the trigger and take the belt off Sheeta just yet. I like the build of uh, Britt Baker, but my my concern is I think um, AEW hot shots everything, and I wouldn't be surprised if they pull the belt off Sheeta and put it on Britt Baker. I understand where they need to put stuff on Britt Baker, but let me tell you a little something about her, just you know, to you know, speed things up. She ain't the best, you know, brightest. She isn't the best for sure, but she's definitely gotten better. She's gotten better because they gave her a platform, okay? Because in WWE, they did not give her a platform, and a lot of people criticized me for saying, you know, about her, but, um, you know. I feel like her attitude had to have changed because Cody is kind of the same way, and he's going to hate me for saying this. Cody is kind of the same way as Hunter. If your attitude fucking sucks, any promoter really, then why should they use you? If you think you're hot shit, then don't because she's going to deny it. She's like, I never thought I was hot shit. Yes, you did. That's why Shayna, that's why you job to Shayna on your way out. And then you left, and then you got signed by AEW because they, it seems like they pick up every discard from WWE. Moving forward, the NWA uh, Women World Women's Championship, Red Velvet versus Serena D. Wow, I haven't seen Serena D. Fantastic match! Fantastic yes. match! Here's my thing: before we go into before we discuss that match, my thing with that show is with with Dynamite. I feel that AEW does a poor job at promoting their YouTube shows. And as a casual fan, the last time I seen Red Velvet, she was putting over Jade Cargill. And the next time I see her, they, she says, it says she has a 14 and two record. So I'm thinking, why does she, why does she get a match with Serena D? But boy, was I wrong. What a fantastic, fantastic match. I thought it was very good. I mean, it was just like, wow. <laughs> Surprised. I'm very surprised, and I'm very much a critic for that. So Austin Gunn, who looks just like Daddy, by the way, with Cody Rhodes and Arn Anderson versus Anthony Yagogo with the Factory. Oh Lord, you, you know, know what that group is. You know where that group is from, right? <laughs> that group is from Monster Factory. Yes. You know that whole this whole program is just it's just derivative of the old same like tropes from back in the day with when Dusty was fighting the Russians. It made sense then because in the eighties we all had this resounding fear of the Russians. We don't have this fear of England. We have no problem with the UK. Like it's it it seems desperate. 
Um, isn't AEW doing shit that WWE does when they're desperate? I mean, desperate times call for desperate measures, but I digress. Uh, the main event was the was like AEW World Tag Team Championships, the Young Bucks versus, uh, with Don Callis versus the Varsity Blondes with Julia Hart. Okay, so this match, I swear to God, you know, it's amazing, you know, Tillman had never had any kind of experience in the ring, and I'm not going to get back into the dark side of the ring version of things, but um, Tillman hits the springboard flying clothesline. Yeah, that was one of my favorite points in the match because his dad used to do the same shit. Um, I, Sorry, Brian. I'm sorry, brother, but I got to take off. I don't mean to cut you off, but I got to go. All right, brother. Thank you, Pete Simpson, for joining us on Wrestle Radio Network. We thank hope you. to see well, dude, I had a blast. Yeah. Awesome. All right, this is uh, Pizza Simpson checking out for the evening. Um, yeah, I will be back next week with more opinions and uh, more thoughts. So, uh, yeah, Brian, thanks for having me. I'll see you next week. All right, thank you, man. All right, guys. Thank you, brother. That was Pizza, that was Pizza Simpson. And be sure to check out his Instagram. And... Also, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can message him through his Instagram. You can message me through our Instagram, which is Wrestle underscore Radio, on Twitter at underscore Brian Rails. But now it's the time of the show where if you have small children, I suggest that you turn this down, actually, or put headphones in. The following content, off the rails uncensored, is not suitable for minors under the age of 18. If you have small children, please plug their ears with cotton or anything that's not nailed to the floor and put it in their eardrums because this content is not suitable for minors under the age of 18. Any replication of the language that may contain controversial opinion or strong opinion about companies such as our, you know, subjective opinions, if you will about WWE, NWA, Impact Wrestling, or AEW. Any replication of Off the Rails Uncensored is punishable by law. Off the Rails Uncensored is a trademarked podcast and copyrighted podcast. Coin the phrase Off the Rails Uncensored, March 7, 2016. So, without further ado, I can't guarantee you that you'll be happy by the end of my show or you won't be offended. So, there's a lot of excluded language. I drop more F-bombs than fucking D-Day. So, let's get this party started. Monkeys in the truck, could you please hit my music? Dig it. city tour and some of you are curious to know where that tour is going through so 
They announced today that they would be doing a 25 city tour since it opened, right? Okay. Da, 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 da. Beginning in July. So July is going to be sold out, I guarantee you, because people... Um, <laughs> let's see here. So they're going to do it in Houston's Toyota Center July 18th. Features Money in the Bank. Let's see. May 26th. Okay, so tickets for those events go on sale May 26th. Dates and venues beyond July 19th will be announced in the near future. In mid-March 2020, WWE moved events to the empty WWE Performance Center in Orlando. Continuing to hold their weekly television and monthly pay-per-view events without a crowd, WWE launched the Thunderdome that August, placing nearly 1,000 LED boards inside Orlando Amway Center to allow fans to attend events virtually. And returning to the high production values that were unavailable in the Performance Center. In December, the Thunderdome was relocated to Tropicana Field in St. Petersburg. So, 2021 AEW Double or Nothing card matches, date, rumors, predictions. Why all of a sudden is going to AEW? AEW Double or Nothing matches. So, uh, that was short-lived, I guess. I don't know. The WWE tour list is short lived is what I mean, my friends. So yes. Um So there's only like one route two day, but there's twenty five cities that the WWE is doing. I'm pretty sure that the East Coast is a part of that. My only hope and concern, or hope and prayer, is that WWE takes notice, man. If you want us as fans to watch your show, here's what I'm going to suggest. It's not a bad show. It just needs to get better. I, my co-host was saying it wasn't a bad championship match. It wasn't a bad title match. It just there's some elements in WWE that make you go really. This is the your end result. This is what you do to us. The whole thing with Cesaro is like yes, fans will bitch and moan that he didn't win the championship. I don't care if he didn't win the championship. Give it a rest with that. What I want, what others may want, maybe a lot different. You can't have. End results just be so predictable all the time. Because then the fans will begin to lose interest severely quickly. And by severely quickly, I mean, why even bother tuning in? You know, if you're going to put it on pay-per-view, you're going to swap a card together and say, all right, here you go. It's like getting someone all excited about going out to travel and they get their suitcase ready and they get all the way to the plane and the plane has engine trouble. By the way, the plane has severe engine trouble, so therefore you will not be able to uh, go to this flight, but you will be transferred to another flight. I wouldn't be disappointed, but then the other flight craps out. So now what do you do? And you have a you have a family reunion to get to, and you can't get, you can't get to it because it's going to take you forever and a fucking day to get there by driving. WWE is doing that. With its fans. Some of them want to see the evolution of Alexa Bliss. 
Some of us want to see Bray Wyatt come back. And like I said, I pinned the blame on Lashley. No, well, yeah, I kind of did, but here's what I'm going to tell you. When we as fans tune into a TV program we want to watch, we don't want to have things remain stagnant. We want things to have a little bit of ebb and flow to it and things that tell a story. So far, I mean, I was disengaged and disenchanted with the pay-per-view simply because it wasn't that the matches were terrible. I said it was so hard to pay attention to just, okay, you know, they're doing this, they lock up, and then boom, boom, boom. Here's, you know, Bianca Belair slapping her hair on Bailey. And it's like, I didn't mind, like I said, I didn't mind certain matches. I just felt like, if we're going to be honest with ourselves about what WWE just did, let's be real. Be intimate with the fans, okay? On a level that things are so shitty, you're going to draw us in that way? There's a problem with that. It may have worked, you know, during the Attitude Era, but it's not working now in some aspects. If you're going to give the fans a pay-per-view like you just did, do you honestly think that we're going to tune in again? Merchandise sales are definitely up the fucking roof because it's WWE. We haven't been to a show, so obviously fans are going to sit there and say, "Hey, though this pay-per-view sucks, but you know they've got deals on the shop. Let's go, let's go jump on that. Let's jump on board." One side of the fucking ship is sailing; the other half of it's fucking sinking in the ocean, more so than the Titanic. And that's because the you know, speaking of which. Has anybody known the background of that story? Does anyone know exactly why it sank? They were warned, but the captain just went, you know, wouldn't listen. So, in turn, the ship ended up sinking. So, is it the fact that Vince doesn't listen? I don't know. We're in a pause in seconds for station identification right here on Russell Radio Network. Actually, off the rails uncensored. I lied. It was longer than 10 seconds, but we're going to pause again for 10 seconds of station identification right here on Off the Rails Uncensored. Cool story, bro. All right, now that the neighbors have gone away, I'm just kidding. We're not going to pause for a third station identification, but we are going to continue on. I'm going to continue on with the discussion that made me have, like, my eyeballs jumping out at me and just thinking to myself, okay, you know what? <laughs> the reason why this pay-per-view was so – they had me on edge in a different kind of manner is because, like this – I watched backlashes 
from the past. And what really stands out to me is how well things were put together, how each paper you just made sense. There was a purpose to it. There's no purpose for the builds, then why even have the pay-per-view to begin with? It's okay. It's okay. I'm not going to sit here and talk in circles, but what I am going to do is tell you that this, if we as fans are given what we were given at Backlash, do you honestly think that's going to help merch sales? It's going to help anything? People still buy merch because we haven't been to a show in forever. Right? There comes a point when we watch pay-per-view and say to ourselves, are we going to be engaged with this pay-per-view or are we going to be disengaged? Are we going to feel emotionally invested or are we going to feel severely detached? The answer to those questions sounds something like this. If you put a shit show like that again, People always threaten and say they're never going to watch. They're going to think of different ways to occupy their time. I'm still going to watch. I'm just going to see if you guys actually fucking listen. Just suggestions, that is. Now, a lot of people in general who don't watch wrestling anymore say, oh, yeah, I used to watch that shit. It's not engaging for me, blah, 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 blah. I... at this point have watched enough pay-per-views live on the network like every other fan and like out of, you know, at like Pizza Simpson said, you know, the casual fan that I am for the mark, you have to start off the night in a good way. You can't just start off the night saying to yourself, or not start off the night by having a dud for a match. And Ricochet Sheamus, They um, they are good workers. They just match didn't really put on any kind of umph or add an umph to it. So really, that match did nothing. Bianca Belair, Bailey, okay, cool. Lashley, Shame or Lashley, Strowman, and then. Ashley, Strowman, and a few other people. So, let's see. Oh, yes. Lashley, Strowman, McIntyre. Not a few other people, a few other dude. Wasn't a bad match up until it was a bit 2K-ish when it takes 26 minutes for a guy to fully recover and then actually proceed to win the match. Bullshit. Another thing. When tag team champions are so cliche, as my co-host put it, them winning the tag team championships as father and son. Congratulations, you made history. Now, can you please uh, end up relinquishing the titles? No. Losing the titles. Uh, that might be pushed back to whenever. But it'd be nice. It would be nice if predictability wasn't a common trait for a sub-pay-per-view. So in other words, turn the dial up. 
give fans something to look forward to, not something to hate. Because the predictability part of the card is bullshit. Moving on with that, fans, I don't know if we know this. We don't know if Lesnar's returning. We don't know if he's not. So I'm going to say this as kindly as I can. As crappy as, you know, the feel for Backlash was, what's the feel going to be for SummerSlam? Because I'm scared now. I mean, we all go into this fan saying, we're going to watch, we're going to watch. Oh, yeah, we watched all right. Uh, uh, Pizza Simpson, myself, and millions of other Americans, some of you will not be millions, some of us watched, witnessed, cried. And not in the uh, emotional kind of way. We cried because it was so bad. (laughs) They said, well, how would you do it, pal? Uh, Well, I'd make sure to get with all the talent first to see if they actually will respect the ideas and creative ability that I have. If I was the one in charge, I'd make sure they garner the respect of the talent. Because if you don't, it's going to be the drizzling shit. So they have to approve what you put out there. They are the players that execute your plays. And to finish this up, you know, because I'm not oppressed for time, but Backlash 2021 really wasn't all that special. The deals on the shop were, but this pay-per-view was just kind of a shit-tastic way of saying, you finally got what you wanted with Cesaro. Now, F you. Let's be done. F you, this is my show. Fuck you is basically what they said. That was a big fuck you to the fans giving Cesaro a title match and he loses and then he gets his ass beat. So now he's moving on to feud with Seth. How do you guys atone for that? I don't know, by the amount of money that they make through the merchandise sale, by the amount of people that are lured in regardless because it's wrestling and there's nothing else to watch on TV. Nothing there was. There's on the Peacock app there probably was plenty (laughs) what do you get when watching WWE pay-per-views a knife to the back and the heart as well dramatic yes we are what do you call those words just being fans it's like up where they walk up where they run Where's the real wrestling right now? Watch and we'll see. Maybe someday. Someday we'll see. Real wrestling again. I don't know. I'm sorry for the little mermaid angle here, but you know. It's frustrating. It's hella frustrating. That's all I'm going to say. I'm repeating myself in a goddamn circle in a different context. So that being said. Toodles, bitches. I got to go to sleep. Go, Yanks. We won two to one. Had a triple play. Congratulations, dudes. You had a first no-hitter, now a triple play. Wowza. All right. If you didn't like the good old Brian Rails or Pizza Simpson, my new lovable co-host, I love this dude, had to say that I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. Oh. And toodles, bitch, I gotta go there. Love you. Thank you, Latvia, Indonesia, Australia, Canada. Everyone who's been listening to this show, thank you for putting up with my bullshit. Thank you for putting up with my rants. And welcome home, a new co-host who is 
got a long-term home at WrestleRating Network and Off the Rails Uncensored. All right, for real this time, toodles, bitches. I got to go to bed for work. Dig it. That's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.